Thank you for joining us on the Crossroads Church Podcast. We are so excited to have you as part of our family. We're a community where people are welcomed home, built up, and sent out. Our prayer is for you to find meaningful relationship and belonging with both God and His people. We'd love to connect with you. Download the Crossroads Church app, follow us on Facebook or Instagram, or simply send us an email at info at mycrossroads.co. We pray that as you hear this message, you encounter Jesus and all that he has in store for you. The rise of social media this last decade shows our desire to have a platform of connection and influence. And yet we find ourselves caught in a cycle where we grasp for our five minutes of fame and strive for recognition. We're more concerned about the people who give us likes rather than the people who actually like us. Why do we settle for sitting on the outskirts when we are called to be more than an echo? We are all influencers. We all have a voice. Do you dare to step out and be? and around the world we are really really glad that you're part of it and you know you can do the invite too I t- we challenge you to to invite somebody to, uh, to watch online as well and watch what can can happen there you can change somebody's life as uh, as well you know uh, several years ago uh, Bobby and I were uh, we were on a mission trip in Africa and we came across something that was uh, that was really pretty unique and pretty uh, amazing uh, on the side in the jungle we saw as we're driving along we saw a huge snake and I mean, I'm talking major snake it was over 15 feet long uh, python that was swallowing and in yellow was constricting and swallowing yellow which is an African antelope that's about the size of a mule deer in the in the United States uh, and we we posted that uh, we'll show you a picture because I know the guys want to see the picture so if you're squeamish for a second just look away for about five seconds go ahead and throw that up there this is the picture that we we saw and we're all right, go ahead and undo that, and now you may look again right there. So, so it was uh, it was pretty pretty amazing as we were there just next to it for for probably 30 minutes, just truly a foot or two away. Uh, Bobby filmed it on because it was years ago, just a, a really lousy uh, camera. But uh, what happened is when we posted it, some things happened. First, pl- uh, Animal Planet wanted to buy it from us, uh, but it was on such a uh, a, a lousy you know site that that it didn't didn't wasn't able to do that also good morning america pirated it they took it because they were doing something on on pythons in the everglades so uh so they kind of kind of just took it but the last time i looked it had over 13 million hits on it okay so if you want to watch it it's python with inyala n-y-a-l-a is the 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 name of that but uh, you know it went it truly went went viral and we've been taking a look at a at a at a series called b saying beyond existence that's saying we want to go beyond just simply living a, a life that's a, a dash between two dates or barely just getting up and doing the same old thing every day and just kind of existing day in and day out. That God wants us to, to live beyond that existence. He wants to live us to live the abundant life that God's talking about. And part of that is that, that we have an impact on other people's lives. And we started that last uh, a couple of weeks ago and we took a look at a, and just the background of this, you had, you had this group called the Philistines 
they were these these like just you know almost hell's angels that just came in and would always just whoop up on god's people and one time they did that and they had tens and tens of thousands of people they had even thousands of chariots and all god's people had was 600 people and with only one sword in the entire two swords in the entire army now, part of the army was, was sitting under a pomegranate tree, 600 guys with, with King Saul. And there were two other people. There was Jonathan, who was King Saul's son, and his armor bearer. While they're doing nothing, Jonathan and his armor bearer said, wait a second, let's do something. We're not just going to sit here. And I love what he said. He said, let's go attack that garrison up there, that Philistine garrison on the, on the hill. Perhaps, how about that? Perhaps God will show up. And that's the amazing thing. There was no guarantee. He had no guarantee that God was going to do anything. But he said, I I can't just sit here. I'm going to do something. And that's the first part about about living a life beyond existence. You got to do something. You can't just watch other people live a life. You need to live a life. You need to do something. You need to get out and do something as as well. And then they said this. And he said, you know, perhaps God will do something for God is not, not, you know, has limited by, by anything on our side. And so some of you may need to hear that right now, that God's not limited by the number or by the amount or anything like that because he's an infinite God. So they did that. They took on the garrison, and that's when we, we start our story right here. And we're going to see them. Last week we talked about being uh, impactful, that our life uh, is, is impactful on other people's lives. And now we're going to talk about our life going viral because that is God's desire for you, that he wants your life to, be, to go impact to impact to impact and have a, a ripple effect throughout generations and it says uh, and it says this it says Jonathan climbed up using his hands and feet and his armor bearer right behind him the Philistines fell before Jonathan and his armor bearer followed and killed behind him in the first attack remember this is just two guys Jonathan and his armor bearer killed some 20 men in the in an area of about half an acre and it was just about to start at that moment. It was about to go viral. Then panic struck the whole army, those in the camp and field, those in the outposts and raiding parties, and the ground shook. It was a panic sent by God. So now all of a sudden, you've got the entire Philistine army splitting, all because two people took a stand, ultimately because two people did something. And that's what it is, just the effect. When one person does something, we never know the effect that it's going to have on the world, on the, the people around us. I mean, it changed. What we're going to find out, it not only changed their life, it changed their army, and it even changed their, their nation. I want to take you back to, to 404 A.D. on January the 1st. And there was a, a young monk by the name of Telemachus. And Telemachus wanted to see what all the hubbub was about, so he went into the Roman Colosseum for the first time. And there he watched as two gladiators were fighting to the death. He couldn't take it watching what he was doing. And, he, and again, he decided he was going to do something. So he jumped in the arena and he started screaming, for the love of Christ, no. For the love of Christ, no. And one of the gladiators saw what he was doing and ran him through and killing him. As Telemachus' body fell to the, the ground, the, uh, the, the gladiators at the side of this, they stopped fighting. They put their swords down, and everybody in the Colosseum just began to leave one by one until the whole place was cleared without saying a, a word. The, the emperor who was there that day was so impacted by this one man's uh, gesture that he decided to, 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 to say no more gladiator fights from, from then on. One person taking a stand changed something that took place in the entire nation. Let's take a look in uh, to 1955 on December the 1st. 
There was a 42-year-old uh, African-American lady by the name of Rosa Parks who said she would not give up her seat, refused to give up her seat. And as a result of that, her one action of justice, something happened in the city of, of Montgomery, Alabama, as, as a 381-day event where they boycotted the, the buses. And what that did is that led to a Supreme Court decision to saying that, the, that it was unconstitutional, it was, it was wrong for anybody to, to have segregation in a public transport in the United States, all because of one lady taking a stand of justice. I want to take us back to 2011. There's a lady in our church by the name of Kim Jackson. And Kim Jackson saw what was something that was taking place in, in Romania. She saw all these uh, elder, elder people that were literally thrown out on the streets and they had no place to go, just like or young orphans had no place to go and these older people, and they were literally dying on the streets. And she, she didn't just say, you know what, somebody needs to do something about that. She did something about that. And, and what led to just one mission trip after another led to a, a ministry that she, she started of, of elder orphan care. And as of, uh, of, of recently, there are over two thousand, two thousand elder orphans that got off the street and into homes of loving care. Is that not incredible? Because of one lady in our church. And that's led to, to ministry in the, in the community as well with over 650 uh, elder, elder people that were blessed by, by ministries that, that went out from that organization that from uh, spreading from Crossroads as well just in uh, over December. Our youth group did ministry with elders in this, this summer, taking care of them, making sure they were, they were taken care of all because of this ministry that took place. Her life has gone viral. And you know, so what happened as a result of these people taking a stand? The first thing is the faithful were unleashed. I love this guy who is the armor bearer. We don't know his name, but I love this guy. First and foremost, he was so faithful and so loyal. I mean, his, uh, Jonathan said, hey, let's go try this, perhaps. And he's going, I'm with you 100%. I'm 100% behind you. And we got loyalty like that. It's amazing what God can, uh, can do. But the other thing is you look at his life. He didn't have that much to offer, did he? I mean, he truly did not have much to offer. He was young. He was completely inexperienced. There was a reason why, that he, why he was carrying the sword for somebody else instead of wielding the sword him, himself. But one thing I love about him, too, he was amazingly courageous. And this guy was even more courageous to me than Jonathan was because Jonathan at least went against this garrison with one sword. This guy had nothing. He had no weapon to defend himself. He had no weapon to attack with. And he's just saying, look, I believe God's going to work through me too. I don't have anything, but I'm going for it. And I love that courage that he, that he had. Something else is his part in this whole story was, was incredibly significant, just like Jonathan's was. Because here's what happens. A lot of times we confuse significance or, you know, with, with uh, anonymous, you know, being anonymous with being insignificant. And that's completely not true. You know, you take a look today. Before you walked in here, there were people praying over your seat. There were people that were praying for you before you ever got here. There were people praying for you before you ever got online. There were people that took care of you and par helped park your, your car. There were people who greeted you. There's people who are taking care of your children. There's people who are taking care of your grandchildren. There's people taking care of your, your youth. There are people right now who, who set up the place. There's people who are, uh, who are on, the, on the video so you can watch this online and on the screen here. There's people that are taking care of the, of the sound and there's people that came up here and 
played music for, for you and, and helped lead you in, in worship. And a lot of these people are, are people who are anonymous, but make no mistake, they are not insignificant. We could not do without those people who are behind the scenes. And can we just send them a, a sign of our love? And something else, he showed us that just showing up is, is half the battle. In fact, I wouldn't even say it's half the battle. I believe that just showing up and making yourself available is about 90% of the battle. One of my mentors said that. He said, you know what ministry is? Ministry is 90% just showing up and paying attention. And I really believe that. I really believe it is. What you have found, many, many of you have found who have been involved in ministry is just showing up and somehow God used you beyond what you ever thought. And you made a difference in people's lives and you made a difference in our community, in our church, and in the world simply because you showed up and you were blown away by how God could use you simply for, for getting in the game and say, here am I, God, send me. And something else is he was transformed. I mean, he was absolutely transformed because he just took a stand. It wasn't just, it wasn't just the situation that was transformed. He was transformed. He went from, from somebody that had potential to somebody who was potent, right? I mean, he went from an armor bearer to a warrior just because he was able to stand. And when we take a stand and we, we, we get in the game, it's amazing what God can do in our life, not just through, through our life. And thank God for the Jonathans in this world. Thank God for the Jonathans in your life and the Jonathans in my life, people who believed in us even when we didn't believe in ourselves, amen? And I can think of so many people like that in, in, in my life, and my, my mind just went to, to many people. And one thing that I, th I thought of too is just one, I thought of one event that I wanted to share, and that's, that's one time, I think it was the fourth mission trip I ever went on. And I was a, a young man in my, in my 20s, and, and this, this evangelist, and his dad was kind of the, evangel the, the, the Billy Graham of, of Brazil. And he invited me to go along with a couple other guys and, and preach in, in Brazil in these, uh, the, these events and encounters. And we took, you know, we took turns doing that. Each one of us would, would take turns uh, preaching every, every night. And there was going to be one event that was bigger than all the others. It was at a, at a college campus, and it was going to be a huge, huge event. And I'm thinking, I wonder which of those guys are going to speak that night, because I knew the importance of this. And I'll never forget as they came up to me and said, Lowell, we really believe you're the one to speak tonight. And I can't tell you what that did to me. I can't tell you what that did when somebody, when they believed in me. And I, I remember looking back as I was about to preach and these guys just going, giving me the, yeah, you can do this. God's, God's got this. You've got this. And I remember seeing just the, the incredible uh, outcome and the outpouring of, of people receiving Christ that, uh, that night. And it's all because of somebody, that, a Jonathan, that believed in me or a few Jonathans that believed in me. You know, every one of us, we need Jonathans in our life, don't we? We need people who are, are older in the faith, who are wiser in the faith, who are deeper in the faith, that are pouring into us. And if you don't have a person like that, I really highly encourage you to, to find a, an older man or an older woman that can pour the, uh, their, their faith into you and, and do something else. Find somebody else that you can be a Jonathan for, for them. Find an armor bearer that you can pour into their life as well. Because here's the thing. If you really want your life to go viral, if you really want your life to count after you're long gone from this world, you've got to pour into other people's lives. It's not just going to happen. The way that happens is you and to pour into one life that pours into other lives that pour into other lives. Again, probably starting with our, our, our kids. 
But I remember one time that there was a, a young by the man by the name of Raymond, and I, I invested in him, and I poured into to his life. And Raymond and I invested in a, a, a young man by the name of, of Byron. And Byron and, and Raymond, uh, they, they discipled a young lady by the name of Aaron. And I remember one time being on a mission trip, happened to be with all three of those people. And I watched as Aaron shared her faith and, shared, uh, and brought a, a young girl from in Brazil to, uh, to faith in Jesus Christ. And, you know, this was an incredible moment for me. It was just one of those things that was so sweet of God to do because I got to see my son in the faith, and I got to see my grandson in the faith, and I got to see my great-granddaughter in the faith, and my great-great-granddaughter in the faith all at one time. You want your life to count for eternity? Invest in a life that will invest in a life that will invest in a, in a life. And something else that, that took place here is, is this. The next thing is that they were, the apathetic... Uh, were engaged. The apathetic were engaged. The apathetic stopped being pathetic is really what it was. Verse 16 says this, Saul's lookouts and Gabeah in Benjamin saw the army melting away in all directions. That's the Philistine army. Then Saul and all his men assembled and went to, to the battle. I mean, all they took, the, they saw two people and they took a stand and now the entire Philistine army is running like, like scared dogs, right? Running like scared dogs all because of two people that got passionate. And that's what passion can do. You know and I know what the difference passion can make. You see one person living passionately and it can change your life. We know this in sports, right? I mean, you see one person that gets passionate, that all of a sudden they make a passionate play. They do something that's, that's incredible with passion. They get up and all of a sudden they're doing this to the crowd and everything. They're making the crowd and suddenly you've got 70, 80,000 people going crazy all because of one person and their passion. The same is true in our, in our life as, as well, isn't it? There's a, a young lady by the name of, uh, of Brittany. And I, uh, she's had an, a huge impact on our, on our youth group. I was talking to Zach the other day, and, and he was saying, you know, really where our youth group took from, from just being amazing to being super, super amazing, 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 is she said there was a, he said there was a young lady by the name of Brittany. And Brittany, if you're watching, we love you and thank you for the impact that you've had on this, uh, on this church. And what's happened is, is she invited some people. She got excited for God, and she invited many, many of her friends. And, and I believe there were like 14 people that she invited who invited others who invited others. And this youth group exploded because of one young lady that, that started inviting her friends and investing in her friends. And the difference it made, it has made a huge difference in the life of this church. Uh, I, I know this for a, for a fact in my own life, that one life can make a difference. I remember there was, a, uh, there was a young lady one time I was at a conference with, and I remember she just turned around and we just started talking, and, and she started telling me about the, the effect that Jesus has had on her life. And, and I can't tell you who she is. I can't tell you anything about her. I can't tell you her name. I wouldn't know if she walked in this, in this door, but I'll know the impact that she had on my life because I thought, I, I want what she has. I want that passion that she has. I want that purpose that she has. I want that peace that she has. What she is telling me is what I'm looking for in, in my life. And that, that simple testimony of what, uh, what God has done in her life transformed my life. And if you're hearing me today and anything, any, anything that God has done in your life through me is because this one lady went viral and she said something to me, which hopefully I'm saying to, to other people, one life can make that much of a difference. And the blessing can go on and on. She has no idea until she gets to heaven the ramifications of one invitation that she, uh, that she had. Also, the prodigals were restored. The prodigals were restored. The Hebrews who had previously been in the Philist with the Philistines, I hate that. 
those Hebrews who had previously been with the Philistines and had gone up with them to their camp went over to the Israelites who were with Saul and Jonathan. Did you catch that? There were some people who were Israelites. They were Hebrews. They were God's people, and yet they had joined the other team. They were now fighting against God's people. They were fighting against God's kingdom. They were fighting against God's purpose in this, uh, in this world. They, wore, they, they dressed like Philistines. They talked like Philistines. They fought against God's people like Philistines. And I remember just as I'm reading this, just getting upset, and then I'm realizing I've done the same thing in my life. And probably so have, have you. You know what? There was a time in my life when I was in third grade, I felt a call in the ministry, and I did not answer that call at that time. And for several years, I lived a life that was contrary to God. I was not, not only on his team, I was fighting against the purposes and the things that he stood for. Something else is, you know, uh, I was talking to Walter Charles about, about this, and he said, you know, really, when we do anything against God, it's kind of like we're in the Philistine camp for a little while. When we start using our mouth to destroy people instead of bless people, it's like we're, we're in the enemy camp for that time. When we're doing things against God's word, against God's purpose in this world, against God's heart, anything that we're doing there, it's like we're stepping into the enemy camp for that, uh, for that time being. And I thought of this too. You know, if God has a, a, a something that he says in his word about maybe even a, a, of an issue, a social issue, anything like that, and our society says something different, we say, no, that's perfectly fine. Don't worry about that. That's nothing. And we side with society over God's word. Aren't we stepping into the enemy camp again? Aren't we doing, aren't we doing that and we're actually fighting against God's purpose in this world instead of fighting, fighting for it? And another thing that, that, that God is what inspires people to transform and the prodigal's return. Here's what I believe does it. When you see somebody living with passion, it changes your life. When you see somebody change, living for passion for, for God. If you want to see somebody, the, the greatest way to get people from, from living like hell is for people to see one person that's living like heaven. That can change your life. It's probably changed many of your life. It's changed my life. All it took for me to, to, to see that. And here's the, here's the thing that I couldn't believe. When I, I remember when I was living like that, I looked in my mirror one day, and I, I truly said this to myself. I'm looking at myself in the mirror and saying, Lowell, this isn't who you are. This isn't who you are. And that's exactly what these, these guys did. They're seeing somebody living, living for heaven, and suddenly, while they're fighting this way, they're going this way and fighting against God's people and God's purpose and God's kingdom, they turned around, they said, this isn't who we are. And they turned around and started living for God in that way. And maybe that's you. Maybe that there's something, maybe your whole life, maybe one area of your life right now, you're living, you're living your purpose, the purpose, that, that thing is, is even against God and against his purpose. And maybe you want to say, this isn't who I am. You know, when I take a real look at my life, that's not who I am. I don't want to be that anymore. And really, the word repent means just turn around and be going the other direction and saying, from now on, I'm, I'm fighting with God, not fighting against, uh, against God. And here's another thing was this. The fearful were encouraged. When all the Israelites had hidden in the hill country of Ephraim, heard that the Philistines were on the run, they joined the battle, I love this, in hot pursuit. Do you get what's happening? There's this whole group of people, a whole, whole group of people that have been hiding. They've been in caves. They've been hiding in the forest. And it's basically this. Because of fear, they said, you know what? The future belongs to somebody else because I'm not getting involved. I've been a pastor for a while now. 
And something I've seen is I see a lot of people that get involved, and I see a lot of people who are hiding in, in caves. And I don't know why. Maybe it's apathy. I hope not. Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's discouragement or anything like that, or maybe believing you really can't make a, a difference. But I love what these people, they got, they got out of the cave, and they joined the battle. And I believe God's speaking to some people in here right now to say, it's time to stop being in the cave, and it's time to join the battle. Join the ministry. Do something where you're making a difference in people's lives. Where you're pouring into people's lives who can pour into people's lives, who can pour into people's, people's lives. And here's the thing that I thought was really cool here is too, is God could have destroyed the Philistines with a breath, right? Why did he use Jonathan and his armor bearer? I think simply because they were available. The God, he does amazing things, but he almost always uses people to do the amazing things. Maybe there's somebody who's sick and they need, they need healing, but 99 times out of 100, God does it through somebody praying for them or medical, you know, medical science, things like that, that somehow there's a human being involved to make a difference there for, through prayer at that. Maybe it's, somebody has a, a, a need, a physical need, and, and, and God loves to meet physical needs, but he usually does it through human beings, through people that are inspired to say, I'm making a difference. Hey, even in, in, in a ministry, a church like this, it's, it's God wants to do amazing things through crossbows, but it takes some people saying, you know what? I'm gonna be part of that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be part of that. Maybe it's that God cares so much about people who are lost, but it's usually somebody who makes an invitation. It's somebody who, who gives a testimony. It's somebody that does something. He usually uses human beings. You know, I saw a, a billboard one time that quoted a, a verse from Romans that said, that said this. And soon, God, the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet. And you know, I thought, it just hit me because I thought that if he just said that God will soon crush Satan, I'm like, absolutely all about that. But when he said he's going to crush him under my feet and your feet, that's pretty cool. He's going to use your feet and your hands and your voice and everything to bring in the kingdom of God and crush the, the, the power of the enemy. You know, there's, um, I thought of just with, with critical mass of a nuclear explosion, a nuclear reaction, that all it takes is you have a fizzle material. You need something like plutonium or uranium, and then you have that negative cloud that is around the, uh, around the, 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 the center, and, and all it takes is one nucleus to, to get excited, and it, and, it starts in, and it starts a chain reaction. This makes this to this to this to this, and suddenly you have a, a nuclear reaction starting with one, with one nucleus that gets excited. And I thought of this, just this, this picture. Go ahead and show this up here. This is just the power of one. What is infinity times zero equal? It's zero, right? But look what this. How about what is zero, infinity times one equal? Infinity. And they're cool. The power, I mean, the infinity is there. The power's in the infinity. But the thing that activates that infinity is the one. We serve an incredible, powerful, almighty, omnipotent, everything, amazing God. And the power is in the God, but, but he is activated. Hear this. He's activated by one person saying, I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to pour into other people's lives. I'm going to love God with all my heart. I'm going to pour into the, the youth group. I'm going to pour into the church. I'm going to pour into the community. I'm going to pour into our nation. I'm going to pour into people, whatever it is. The way God makes you, makes you make an impact on this world long after you're gone it's just, are you going to do something and are you going to pour into other people's lives? If we could bow our head and close our eyes. God, thank you that you are a God who, uh, who is infinite.
And God, um, we pray that you, right now, we say, yes, we want to take that mountain. We want to take that hill. We want to no longer fight against you, God, in our life or any area of our life. We want to be totally 100% on your side. And God, I pray that you make every single one of our life viral, that long after we're gone, a blessing continues throughout generation to generation of one life that we impacted, that impacted other lives, that impacted other lives. And God, should you tarry, I pray that a thousand generations are impacted because of the people in this room that are hearing me today and those who are online listening today. I pray for a thousand generations in our nation to be impacted forever because of the people in this room investing in lives and investing in eternity. So we say yes and amen and do it, Lord. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. Thanks again for listening to the Crossroads Podcast. Check back with us weekly to hear more messages. We hope you have a blessed day.